Um, I saw, uh, I was in line at the, I was at the juice bar and I saw somebody, I saw a white man in a newsboy cap in a sh- and he had a shirt on that said Bernie Sand Wars mm. in the Star Wars font and then a button on with that fucking bird that said Burn Off Day. And neither of those make any sense to me. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> I get told that sometimes, but it's like, it means yes. from you. So. Yes. So thank you so much. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by... Well, it's brought to you by the Democratic Party platform. Democratic Party platform and the Senate Campaign Finance Committee. That's real. Yeah. It's brought to you by most superdelegates. It's brought to you by this masseuse I had yesterday named Sergey. Oh, it's brought to you by uh, the LaCroix, uh, Bar- LaCroix, but barbecue specifically sauce. the barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce, sauce LaCroix. Mm-hmm, which is my favorite. Coming off the shelves. Yeah. Um, it's brought to you by Melania Trump's diet. Yes, yes. I read, I read this week that she eats seven pieces of fruit a day. And here's my question. Is that like seven, like an individual slice of an apple, a slice of an orange, a slice of a... Can I make a yeah. suggestion? Yeah. I think it's like probably not slices. You think but it's I think whole it's like food, I think it's fruits? I think it's like seven shriveled up like Raised dates. Dates. Yeah. And and pits probably. She never has to poop in front of him. So I oh. think that is Do helpful. women poop? Brought to you by um, do we say Democrat Democratic yes. Party platform? Yeah. Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Oh my god. All of my a lot of my a more liberal white male friends really like are really anymore. upset with her. But yeah. you know what? She's always been a good Jew. I mean a good Democrat. I mean a fine of woman course, representative. Of this is brought to you by the Taylor Swift Award. Who got that? Um, Cassidy did. Cassidy Boyd. Cassidy this, Boyd this is brought to you by, by Cassidy, Cassidy Boyd. Boyd. This is brought to you by Emily Crone. And this Will is, came to visit. That was really nice. This is our. This actually funny. This is brought to you by Will's visit to LA. Will's visit to LA. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Anyway, thank you for having us here, mm-hmm. Luke, in your living room, of course, in historic Filipino town. Which is Silver Lake adjacent, close to Silver Lake. Yes, yes. close to Silver Lake, um, and yeah, it's just been such a crazy week. Like, what week isn't kind of crazy in these so at the end of times yeah, as it is for sure. But yeah, so busy, so much has happened, and I would just—I honestly like have been waiting all week to get your thoughts on it, and I'm excited to get your thoughts on it. I have a lot of thoughts about other things, but I'm willing yeah. to impart that and like kind of break with those thoughts and for hear just what like you... thirty-five to forty-eight minutes. Did you like my Instagram? 
So what so happened to you? you? For sure. So, no, for sure. You can go first. No, no, you go. no come on. You go first. Right. I know you want to. I know. I know. This week. Okay. Oh, shit. What? A bad thing happened. We what? have to share it. <gasps> A bad, bad thing happened. Mm. A bad mm. thing happened. What happened? Mm. Well, this is news is definitely going to disappoint my mom and dad who are hopefully listening. <laughs> But uh, it was just announced, I just got an alert on my phone maybe an hour and a half ago that the uh, popular drama Castle, comedy drama really, because there was some, they had a real, turns out their tension was too real, and the leads, the leads can't get along, and they canceled, they canceled Castle. What? Yeah. Oh my God, can the blacklist be far behind? (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about Blue Bloods, but... Yeah. Fingers crossed. They'll probably come up with like they'll probably come up with like a Chicago. Castle. I haven't felt this gutted since The Mentalist. You know. Oh my god, I love oh the, mentalist. God, the Mentalist. And the Good Wife just ended. Well, the Good ended. Wife ended, but yeah. Yeah, oh, that's sad. Ended, that was. Sad. She um. She wore a wig in all those episodes. She did. Yeah. Really? Yeah, she did. Because like she was like, I have naturally curly, honestly Jewish hair, and I'm not gonna fuss with this every like. Day, I, you so know, she wore a wig, and that's honestly, I have to lemonade my, to her. You know you what? Know? She lemonaded. She, she lemonaded. Oh my god! <laughs> god gave her lemons for hair, and she made okay lemonade. Anyway, talk about you. Okay, so about me, um, I really would have to text my mom that castle news actually. I so brought you. Luke. We brought each other here today. Yeah. Um. In holy. In holy. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you are the smartest person I know, and I love talking with you because you have you are so smart and so informed. And I just thank you. One thing I'm excited <laughs> about about this podcast is the opportunity to just sit down and like talk about stuff with you every week. So. I, and I love the idea of having it every week, um, but like, so I'm getting in a room, getting in a room, and talk and having discussions about stuff. Yeah. So I know that you brought something you wanted to talk. I brought to talk a, I about brought today. something. It's um, stuck in my craw, which is the alternative title of oh, our podcast. Yes. But what I wanted to talk about was like. I've just noticed the way, and I'm sure this isn't new, this is not a new topic because people have been talking about this for a while, but it's kind of the way people talk to each other online at least is, and I don't even mean like leaving like like trolls, leaving comments on somebody's picture and being like, you're a fat hog or whatever. Like, I don't even mean mean that. What I mean is like people who know each other still don't talk to each other in a way that feels at all respectful or that it acknowledges the light that you're supposed to see in another person. Mm -hmm. Sorry to borrow from yoga, but it happens sometimes. So like I saw, because I saw this, this lady I know 
posted a post on her Facebook, like a very, a, honestly, a pretty innocuous article about like something positive about Hillary Clinton. So, okay, something. do you think you're yeah. seeing more of this kind of behavior in, in, highlighted because yes. of the election? Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, cool. But and I would agree, she but, just posted yeah. this, and she got like. And I've seen it, whatever, I'm sure it happens on both sides, but I noticed, like, like this woman just sort of, like, accused her of being personally dishonest, and I was like, in what world would you sit down, like, if you're at a social function, would you be like, oh, you support Hillary Clinton, so you're a corrupt, like, um, what's the word, like, a, um, a bet. Yeah, bet. <laughs> You're a bitch who deserves, who should yeah. be guillotined. Yeah. yeah, there's this idea that, like, you, the orthodoxy, mm-hmm. and I don't mean Jews. What I mean is, like, the I heard this expression for the first time weeks ago. I know college-educated people have been using it a lot, but I hadn't before. Like, the like this idea, how would you define orthodoxy? Like... I would say it is a very like there's no a stringent, rigidity. Yeah, rigidity. I would those these were stringent. Yes. set, like a stringent set of beliefs that is just so like uh, yeah, like unyielding and unproductive, and that's how I feel. Like these, honestly, might make some enemies here. That's how I feel. Like Bernie people are. Do on we Facebook. come out? Like, maybe in a minute. But okay. that's how I feel Bernie people are on Facebook, is it's like, oh, well, Hillary Clinton's part of the, like, crony capitalist, corrupt, this and that. And it's like, so anything associated with Hillary Clinton is also that way. And if you're like, actually, her health care plan makes sense, or actually this, it's like, no, it can't possibly because, like, it doesn't abide by this 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 purity that I have in my yes, mind. Yes. And like the worst part about that is the worst part about expecting perfection or adherence to your particular orthodoxy is that you prevent actual progress. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's like this, and it's honestly, I'm so, like, I know protest is important and it's good to have people who have extreme positions because it helps people like, think about why they believe what they believe, but it's really, at this point, it's like super counterproductive. And the best example, I've been wanting to read this quote all week, is like this quote from Barney Frank. Who loved, who loved, love him, love him. him. He said, there's a tendency in media to demonize politics to the extent that it's becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy, whether with Jon Stewart or House of Cards or The Big Short. It basically tells people everybody stinks, they're all no good. And that's one of the reasons people don't participate. Yes. And I don't even necessarily mean like snaps, like whatever. I think all of those individual things were also good, but his point is so well taken because it's like, you just accept yourself from getting in the fray. It's like what well, problem with being in the, an academic in an ivory tower. It's like, well, I can have a perfect position. I can have the, I can take the moral high ground always because I never have to compromise. Yes, yes, and that compromise is, and that compromise is like is a, a hit against your sort of revered ideals of what you're trying like what you're trying to say does that make sense yeah like I feel like okay I was thinking about what really pisses me off is how and this is like happening to me this week is how I do not think that 
this is an election between the lesser of two evils. And I've been getting really yes, pissed off. Yes, it's really not. Really pissed off about, about this notion. This is an election between an absolute um, egomaniacal crazy person mm-hmm. and a uh, well-established, yes, who's part of the establishment because... Who do you think's been like paving your roads for the last four yes, years? Yes, exactly. It's the establishment, yes. and you can point out, you can work with people in the establishment like that. The idea that they're like confessionally corrupt is absurd. Yeah, totally. Like, I just want to bring up this other thing. Dude, no, 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 yeah. This has been in my craw for weeks. Yeah. But my um, one of the schools that are part of. Anyway, Scripps College, okay? I, I said it, said <laughs> Scripps College for women. A women's college in this day and age is, like, fighting for relevancy, and I think they're important institutions, and I, like, fully support the mission of Scripps College, though I did not attend. But, and they invited, this year for their commencement speaker, they invited Madeleine Albright, who was the first female Secretary of State, and... Like a stateswoman, like had an has had an incredible life, like immigrant to this country. Okay, just like lots of personal, lots of compelling parts of her personal biography, and the faculty, twenty eight or so members of the faculty at Scripps College, wrote an open letter to the newspaper protesting her selection as commencement speaker because she's like, in their mind, she's basically Pol Pot because the she was an instrument of state power. The, yeah, but like, I'm sorry, you're, I'm sorry, it doesn't mean a whole lot from a professor of dance. Like, no yeah. offense, you're important too, but like, since when do you get to critique whether or not sanctions on Iraq in the 1990s were like a terrible decision or a necessary but terrible decision? Mm-hmm. And like, but then, so that's the right side to be on now. Anyone who's ever participated in the state power, like it's so different from 40 years ago or about when the Kennedys were like, ask not what you can do for your country, but reverse what I said. Like you, everyone knows the quote I'm talking about. Yes. It's, yeah. The quote is, um, I hate Mondays. <laughs> 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 right? No, right. no, no, no like, the quote was, it's, I have a dream that I was wearing, like, a halter? No, wait, what did Martin Luther King say? He said, I was wearing, like, a, like a backless halter, but it was, like, playing a halter top? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I hear that, too. I, I actually really... It's kind of crazy how fast the halter went out. Yeah, I know. I miss it. Well, Whenever I, mean, I see somebody in a one-shoulder top or dress, I'm like... I love it. I, I also love them. It's a, it is a little, like... Well, it's political. You it, know? They, that's they, political. Someone once said, can't remember who, it was probably you, said the personal is political.
This podcast is brought to you by CNN's Jake Tapper and Claire Danes' glow-in-the-dark dress that she wore at the Met Ball. Which, uh, yeah, what is the Met Ball? Because I feel like it's something I'm expected to know. I saw a documentary. I saw, I saw a documentary about that. The, it was called the first Monday in May, mm. which is when the Met Ball is. If you can believe that. Who has Met Balls? Go. Okay, I want to ask your opinion about something. Great. Okay, Lonnie. What do you think about actors mm. <laughs> stopping the show yeah. to call out a phone ringing? Ooh, should I respond? Yeah, I can tell you the context with why I'm asking this question if you want to know. I think absolutely not. No. Okay. I think my vote is like, no. Like, don't be so precious about your performance. Because, honestly, we live in a world where people, that happens. And I would just, my number one rule is never embarrass somebody. Like, that's just like, I really believe that that's true in Judaism. They say, (laughs) if you embarrass someone, it's like, you're killing someone because they turn red and all the blood rushes to their face and that's akin to a murder of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that's true. It's why if someone spills something on me, I would never get mad. Right. Um, if someone breaks something of mine, I don't care. If someone, like, runs into my car, I'm usually so fucking nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I would agree. I think that it is, as a practitioner, I was thinking about because because, you know, right now it's becoming really popular on, like, Twitter. You know, all the Broadway people have Twitter now, and they're all, like, you know, we're comedians, but they're also comedians, and everyone's a comedian and has a web Yeah, presence. and has a podcast. And has a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, but... But, uh, no, this actress who was in She Loves Me on Broadway, Laura Benanti. Oh, yeah, she's so funny. She's so funny. She stopped the... She was about singing her song, and she stopped the show because she heard a phone ringing. And then she stopped the show, and she goes, I'll wait. I guess that's funny. But... Yeah. I thought to myself, like, if your job is to perform in front of people, and if those people have paid... Like, for Broadway, right? Yeah. Those people have paid, like, upwards of $150 for a ticket in that yeah. in that house. You are... I think it's so selfish to do that. Like, I understand if it's, like, someone's taking photos, or you can see someone videotaping, or if a phone keeps going off again and again and again. But you're right. Like, phones are going to ring. People are not going to remember to turn their phones off. And... It is a privilege for you to be performing in front of someone who's paid money to see you perform. And if you call call them out for their phone ringing, A, I totally agree with you about the embarrassment thing. It's like, well, yeah. they're paying for you. Like, someone has to write the checks that pay you. One and that's... Time, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And if you, like, if you're an actor, if you're an actor and you call it, call out the phone ringing, like... That's the only thing that people are going to talk about when they leave the show. Like yeah. I've seen so many, so many plays, and I am sure that phones. And I'm like, feel, like lately, I've been feeling like a phone goes off 
most time. most shows. Yeah. But I don't remember it. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell it's you what it is right now. Noise at this. Yeah. Like, I, like, but I also like even if it, even if it registers to me in the moment, like that the phone went off and I'm annoyed. I'm not going to leave the show thinking, oh, wasn't the whole thing ruined by that phone going off during yeah. that song? And granted, it's different for an actor, but it's not your job as an actor. Like, you know, it's the audience. audience. I mean, maybe she just got super fed, like it had been happening so much, and she was like, this is so freaking annoying. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not really a bit, I mean. Yeah. But, like. But, like. Yeah. You know, you're, the, that's all people, and then you get, like, a, and I feel like, like there is. Let me a, tell you a story about, since we talked about Hamilton and. Jefferson. Yes. One time my family went to go visit Monticello, and which is, for those uninformed, (gasps) is Thomas Jefferson's slave plantation Mm. and home. But we know. Now we know what went on. But um, we were visiting, and my dad, this was in like the 1990s, honestly. And my dad. Missed the 90s. A lot. And I'm sure I was wearing like leggings. So, sure. so fun. Yes. But my dad had a huge secure phone from the government that was like a cell phone, like up and uh, literally a cell phone the size of this laptop. And it would ring. And when it rang, it wasn't like, oh, like, hey, hey, dad, are you, what are you doing? Like, what's up? It was like, hi, um, I have something important to do with national security mm-hmm. or this or that. Like, it wasn't a casual phone call. And so his phone rang, and the guide got so pissed. And, like, this was before there were cell phones. Yeah. So, like, I'm unclear why it, like, bothered this guide at Monticello so much. But, like, your to your point is right, because all I remember of Monticello was my dad's phone ringing. <laughs> right. And it was, exactly. And the guy getting and so like, pissed. And then my mom was embarrassed, and she was like, well, Denny never gets embarrassed. Yeah. And it was like... So we were all so embarrassed. That's what I remember at Monticello. I don't remember anything else, to be honest. Yeah. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Um, Really quickly, just uh, we would love to thank thank our sponsor, um, Mayor Garcetti. Mayor Garcetti's top aides. aides, And I would also. We would we would also like to thank our final sponsor, which is the Venmo charge button. Which, let's be honest, is more popular than ever. I mean, who here? I mean, raise your hand if you've got a lead thumb on that Venmo yeah. charge button, because um, we're looking at we're you. looking at you. But seriously, love, love, and love. Thank you guys thank so, you much. so much. We miss you already. And thank we'll Luke, see you. thank you, thank you, Lonnie. This was good. You're honestly the smartest person I know. You're the smartest person I know.